Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with intuitive dating coach, Nikki. Should I say your last name too? Because too? Sure. it kind of goes with like the... <laughs> it's Nikki like my porn Novo. star name. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a porn star name. It is, it is. Honestly, like <laughs> I, if you, if it ever doesn't work out in the dating coaching life, get into totally. I the just porn need some implants mm-hmm. and then, you know, it'll be okay. There's actually... Actually, no. A lot of girls with small boobs do oh. very well in porn. I yeah. did not know yeah. this. Yeah. You're very versed on this. Yeah. Well, when I was <laughs> when I was in college, I was at an internship, and I interviewed this. I, my job was like to interview other interns, mm-hmm. and I interviewed this guy who is one of my dear friends now. Mm-hmm. And when I said my name, he like paused, and I'm like, well, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "That's a porn star name." <laughs> and apparently, there is like there is, her name is Nikki Nova. Oh, like there it actually yes, is a porn. But she's star. like very famous, Nikki Nova with an A, I and I, mine's seen, with an O. I think I might have seen one like of her OG. videos. She's like an OG, like yeah. Porn star. I'm pretty sure she's she's fake boobs, which yeah. is not my favorite <laughs> genre. But we'll get into that later. So. Tell us about yourself, Nikki. Where are you from and how old are you? I am from Miami. I'm of uh, Cuban descent. So, you know, we keep our culture in Miami very much. Love it. And I'm 36. And I was thinking, like, am I going to be the oldest person on your No, you're not. There, um, I'm pretty sure there was someone. Well, actually, no. I know for a fact that there have been people that are older that have come on the podcast. The first person that comes to mind is Dan Doty. Yeah, I, I heard one with two guys that also have a, a dating podcast. Yes, and too old to date. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Brad and Mike, they are also in their 30s. So yeah, I know we had tons of people in, the th- in their 30s. We also had Julia from Wild and Out, who I believe she is the same age, but I could be yeah. wrong. So that is awesome. So who's Cuban, your mom or your dad or both? My Both, both my parents. Oh, great. Um, yeah, they... Left Cuba, uh, went to New Jersey actually because mm-hmm. there was like there was um, factory work at the time. Right. I was born in New Jersey, but raised in Miami. I love it. And when is your birthday? July twenty first. I know you're into. Oh, science. so you're cusp. Yes. But you're really a cancer. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense with the intuitive. Yeah. Yes. It's a big part thing. of. Yeah. yeah. And then like relationships, also the fact that like I do relationships. Yes. Yeah. So just to explain to people who don't know what we're saying, cancers are very intuitive by nature. Um, Libras are too, which is what I am, but it's a different intuition, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Like, my intuition is for me. Oh, interesting. And I feel like yours is, like, for others. Exactly. You yeah, know? That's a, that is a good yeah. way to, to uh, put it. But every now and then I get good intuition for other people. So when did you realize that you had strong intuition and 
you know, was this your first career ever or were you doing something else and you kind of decided this is for me, I need to explore my intuition? Um, so I actually started noticing when I was younger, I had a friend, um, in high school pass away mm. and I started like feeling him come and I thought, I thought like, Oh, everybody like feels that maybe. And right. I, I didn't make like a big deal about it and it didn't really like cause a connection for me. But I actually was, I worked in the film industry in LA mm. at Lionsgate and Fox Searchlight. That was cool. my first job. I, I, uh, my first two jobs mm. in publicity and there I realized that I wanted to become a writer because mm. I grew up my like, I don't know, anybody of immigrant parents, usually, like, you're kind of forced to be, like, an attorney or a doctor right. and things like that. Of course. So um, I found that I liked writing and creativity or whatever. So I moved back to Miami. I started writing, and I became an editor for a different publication. So that's how I got my start. Um, I was an editor at, like, Refinery29. I did the, the Miami edition. I was And uh, what type of editor? Like a Fashion beauty. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, like, that. So, really, this stuff mm-hmm. was, like, kind of, like, a hobby, a hobby. just, like, something that right. I did for myself. And the way that it, like, really got started is um, in my 20s, I went through, like, a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, I feel like when you go through a bad breakup, like, It either, always shifts. Like, yeah. Like, you either prevail or like take a step back (laughs) exactly i think you also seek out either like drugs therapy or a psychic and oh totally totally (laughs) or maybe a little bit of everything yeah a combo (laughs) a mixed bag so you were working as a beauty a fashion and beauty editor but then also that breakup kind of caused me to ask all these questions i met this psychic who let's go back to the breakup for a second okay how long was this relationship and why do you think this breakup was more had more of an effect on you than others? It's a good question. It was nothing like super special. I think it happened. I think it had everything to do with my attachment and like the timing of it, like where I was in life. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like trying to find my person. And I when I met him, I identified him as that. Like I decided to label that like that's what this relationship is going to be. So, of course... You put an expectation on it. Exactly. And that was, like, how I attached myself to him rather than understanding that, actually, he was a musician and he came from, like, a musical family and he really helped me to accept the fact that I could be a creative and make money and that was really the part of us... That was the purpose of us being together. Yeah. But I wanted it to be forever. So Mm -hmm. that... It was really just the way that I... Um, you know, what, what I said it was going to be in my mind. And it wasn't, you know, we were just together for like, I think it was like a year and a half, nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Um, I had dated, I actually had dated a boyfriend for eight years. Holy Broke shit. off a wedding, like when I was really young and did oh, not wow. have any sort of, you know, it didn't have any effect on me um, with that relationship. So I think, you know, sometimes it's like the timing in our life. Totally All the other timing. friends were like, were like coupling up. And I just thought that that was like, also like what they're bringing to you like you know how every relationship is a lesson and they say that people don't leave your life until they've taught you what you need to know exactly like he had such an effect on you because he indirectly not giving him all the credit obviously Mm -hmm. was teaching you what you needed to take away from that a hundred percent and like i think that the universe knew i learned through relationships like that's how i work which is of course like why i do this work right and i think that that was the way for me to learn that like hey you can and I'm so grateful I mean I had such a I've had such a beautiful writing career and I'm still writing and, mm-hmm. and it was really like meeting him and I 
but that wasn't enough for me at the time. Do you know what right. I mean? Like at yeah. the end of that relationship, like that was not enough. Like nobody mm. could tell me that that was the reason. Like I wouldn't have taken that answer. So, but not enough for you to take the next step and go head into like your spirituality. Well, um, it wasn't like I guess like it wouldn't it wouldn't have made me feel any better. Like I felt really bad like mm-hmm. about the breakup and I think that if anybody would have explained to me that hey this is a lesson this guy yeah you know, no that wouldn't have helped like I if God would have come down agree. and like completely agree. into my ear hey like completely I, agree you I weren't would. ready to hear that yeah. so but what happened was I started I, I visited that psychic and I was like wow this is amazing like how does she do this and I got mm-hmm. very curious about it and she would teach like little classes so I would take the class and then as an you know as a writer and an editor a journalist i was like really lucky to be able to interview who, mm-hmm. you know a lot of times like whoever i wanted um so i took it upon myself to like interview like really woo woo people mm. before woo was was popular because this was like 2008 and then i met like energy healers and i was at the time um probably anybody's probably too young for this but i was an editor at daily canty at the time and I, I remember that. Do you? <laughs> so my job at Daily mm-hmm. Candy was really to find like undiscovered talent and uh, interview them and things mm-hmm. like that. So I took it upon myself to like make it work for my personal life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I found this woman that did like a really cool like kind of energy healing thing called Theta Healing. Mm-hmm. I took a course and as soon as I took that course, it was really odd. It was like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I could see everything and I heard things and it was like a really crazy, weird awakening. Mm-hmm. And it first started off with like dead people, <laughs> mm. like past, uh, like past loved ones. Um, and how would you feel their presence? Like, would it be through another person or like an animal? So I, um, I hear and I also see. So like when somebody sees intuitively, it's not that I physically see, like, I don't, you know, see a ghost or anything like that, but you kind of see images like through your third eye so kind of I explain it like when we're sleeping and we're dreaming um or even like if if I tell you hey close your eyes and remember like you know remember that tree in front of your elementary school like Mm -hmm. the way that you're able to kind of see that image is how I receive images so that it's it's the same we're we're using the third eye the for those of like for those of you that know about like chakras like that's what you're Mm -hmm. using like that area so is there anyone that you can't read yeah, you know, I don't, like, first of all, I think people that say that they're always able to read people, I, to me, it's a little bit of a lie. Like, I think, you know, I think that you have to turn it on and turn it off. Also, I feel that the person has to give you permission. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be, you know, observant and come right. up with, like, observations of a person. Um, but if they're not open, if their energy, like, field is not open, then you're not going to be able to really go as deep as, you know, as if somebody gave you permission. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's part of, like, being, you know, a good practitioner. Like, you, you want to, like, receive um, permission before you do it and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely, like, people that are scared or people that, like, are closed off to it, it doesn't really work out super well. Would you be able to try to read me if I were open to it? Right. Um, yes, I could totally read you. So, I mean, we could do, like, obviously a mini version just for the podcast, for the, for the people listening. But, like, what can I, what should I think about that would help you? Or do I have to choose a category, you know? Like, <laughs> like four words, yeah, movie. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> charades here. Um, <laughs> so the way that I do it, um, like just like with my clients, let's say, mm-hmm. you actually answer, I, I ask like one question, like kind of like what areas of life are you, you know, like looking right. to get some clarity on. Right. And through that um, answer, then I spend time in meditation because I don't like to be um, mm-hmm. influenced. Mm-hmm. So I meditate on the person first and then I come mm-hmm. to the session with like right. with like a page of notes. So right. as you, if you kind of, you know, ask some sort of, it can't, I'm not a crystal so it's not ball. Like, it's not like on the spot. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I can do it on the spot. Mm-hmm. But like, I always say like, I'm not a crystal ball. So like, right. you can't say like, how many kids am I going right, to have? Right, That's of not course. like, <laughs> of course, which I get, you yeah. know, but if you're like, Hey, I have this situation. I'm not really right. sure where to go that I can, um, that I can tap into. What if it's just like, because you mentioned before, and it was intriguing to me that you can see what someone needs to like, let go of, I think it was, mm-hmm. or, you know, do you see anything that I can let go of or like cut out or a person perhaps or a, a I don't know. Yeah. At, to me, I feel yeah. like you're um, like just super briefly mm-hmm. uh, kind of almost like saddling to you're in transition mm-hmm. like into almost like for lack of a better word, like almost like this kind of adulthood or something, but you're still right. holding on to this like past um, part and it's causing a lot of like chaos and and confusion almost. Mm. So um, you're kind of, you know, you're just trying to make both sides of you happy and like both parts of you happy. so interesting. Yeah, and like kind of afraid of like, well, if I let go of this like old identity of myself or this old, um, you know, uh, time in my life, like, you know, is it like, who am I, who am I, who am I going to be and all that stuff. So you're kind of straddling both and it's, it's right. causing a lot, like to me, it's just causing some confusion. Yeah. Right now. It's so funny that, that you sense? said that because it, it definitely does make sense. Um, I feel like, and I've talked, I feel, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I am trying to become someone who like is easier on myself, you know, and mm-hmm. like the person I'm leaving behind has been such a bitch to herself for like ever and just not like ever like, oh, you're doing a good job or like you look good or any like little thing. And I don't know if that's what you're picking up on, but it's really interesting that you say that because I just turned 28 Mm -hmm. and I am trying to leave her. And as I've left her, I've just felt so much lighter, like Mm -hmm. mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because when you're so hard on yourself, you actually like it, the reverse happens, or at least from my experience, like, and how you treat yourself reflects how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. So if you're hard on yourself, you're going to be hard on other people. You're going to be hard on other people. Mm -hmm. So me letting go of of being a, being hard on myself or being a bitch, as I said, is basically me letting go of that in the outside world too. So it's like a win-win. You know, you know that saying that you being a bitch is you being hard on yourself, right? Right. <laughs> like the way you say, like, I, I was being a bitch, but like that's already you being hard on right, yourself. Right, right, you're right. So right. like, I mean, so really it's, okay, so when we're um, transforming, you know, like moving into like another stage of life or whatever, 
the idea is that the ego like dies, you know, like mm-hmm. that, like a part of, and that doesn't mean that, yes. you know, that doesn't mean that 10 years from now, yeah. you know, we're going to experience it at well. A lot of people are going through that right now. A lot of people are losing um, the ego. It's just like yeah. part of the group consciousness right now. You literally like are, have, I feel like you've had a camera into my life for the past <laughs> week. I'll tell, after you're done, I'll tell you. I swear I didn't pay, pay paid <laughs> by. <laughs> so like, so the ego, you know, like, and that is right. Like you being hard yeah. on yourself, like that's part of the ego, but the ego is like so tricky and it like really tries to hold on for mm-hmm. dear life mm-hmm. and certain things will like even like today when we when I walked in like you were having a trigger moment like right. you were kind of going back yeah your your body was like this is how I typically react when things right. like this happen right and and but even though you're you you're not that anymore mm-hmm. but like your body is it's almost like a PTSD like kind of mm-hmm. like oh I remember this mm-hmm. like when something like this happens this is what my body does and this mm-hmm. is how I react and mm-hmm. therefore this is how who I am mm-hmm. so in that transition moment, like what you want to do is like, that's why it's like really important to tap into the body and be like, oh, mm-hmm. my body's doing this thing that yeah. like it does. And then, you know, and then you can definitely like work through it. But How do you feel about um, halluc- hallucinogenics when it comes to, um, you know, let's say the loss of the ego or the transition like do you think that they are helpful I've never done any just because I I think I'm a little too controlling I think for that Mm -hmm. stuff like I think that like I've been offered things like that before and it it makes I get like anxiety but I've had a lot of clients who do and I you know I think it's a mixed bag of I think you know like anything it depends who you do it with Mm -hmm. and all that things I have done like so many meditations and even like just energy work that bring me to that place. I'm actually yeah. working with this guy in Miami. If anybody's in Miami, um, he's amazing. His name is Dr. Kanali and he does like body energy work. Mm-hmm. So like basically like anybody that who's had like any sort of like body trauma would go to somebody. I'm, I'm going, right. um, cause I was trying to, you know, like I was also in transformation mm-hmm. when I was like working with him and what I do with him, like that's exactly the first session with mm-hmm. him. I was like, and it's funny because he looks like he has like a ponytail and right. he's like from that right. era, you know? And I'm like, that was so psychedelic. Right. And he's like, yeah, that's like a lot. You're not the only person that says that. Like right. I've never done anything like that. But yeah. but so I think you can get there um, right. with other things. But regardless, I think that, um, you know, everybody has like their own their own experiences. And, and yeah, totally. like it, it does because you kind of have to see you have to almost understand, almost like come out of your body and kind of understand the the death process and all that stuff. So that's why those psychedelics work. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think. Have you tried anything? So yeah. So the reason okay. I brought it up, I am also a control freak. Yeah. Very, very much so. Probably the most controlling person that I know. Um, it's maybe hard on myself <laughs> again, but I promise you, all my friends yeah. would say the same. Yeah. Like it's I'm the one driving. I'm the one choosing whatever. Um, like I plan the trip, whatever. So it's just really, it's hard for me to give up control. So I am very timid when it comes to drugs, like, Mm -hmm. you know, other than weed, obviously. And I, for the, like I've, I've microdosed with on shrooms before, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not much of a like a revelation as much as just like a fun, fun yeah. feeling. Um, but I had a real trip for the first time around my birthday. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is, is, you know, I'm not saying necessarily everyone should trip. It's, again, it's different for every single person. Um, but I had a really humbling experience mm. 
where my ego just was like, I'm going to leave now. I'll see you never. Um, Mm. And I didn't even know I, like, know my phone existed. Mm. I was just so happy. And for the first time, like, my mind was not, yeah, like, racing about all these different thoughts and, like, analyzing things and... It was just really, really, really nice. And, like, it also made me realize whose energy in my life that, like, I love and is very pure Mm -hmm. versus whose either I I don't fully know yet or I could live without, you know. And it, it was just really interesting. And, like, I don't know if I would have been able to have that experience if I wasn't doing if I wasn't under like psych on psychedelics at the time which is interesting yeah I mean I think that's just like that was your that was your gateway Mm -hmm. I mean I think that that's like the way that's so that's you know and that's that is like just so beautiful like that is just like why you know when it goes well like that Mm -hmm. you know like that that is that's the best and and those are like the best you know you there's a lot of like meditations mm-hmm. and different like energy work that can get you there as well. Right. It's you know it's it's different because definitely that is more freeing. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode with Nikki. She is a queen. And speaking of queens, I wanted to tell you about Fabletics. You might have heard me talk about it already, but it is co-founded by Kate Hudson who as you know, and I know, is the star of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which is like, you know, my Bible when it comes to giving people advice. And so Kate co-founded this company. They noticed like that the activewear market prices were massive and um, it was difficult to find trendy and stylish gym wear that was affordably priced. So Fabletics came to the rescue essentially. And they make the most incredible athleisure wear. Like, I didn't really even work out before a few years ago. And it's really hard for me to work out and enjoy it. And so part of that enjoyment now is wearing clothes that I love. And basically, it's so easy. You just go to the website, fabletics.com slash Acme, and you take a style pop quiz for, like, the personalization part. You decide exactly, you know, what you like to wear when you work out, and then you shop from thousands of curated styles just for you based on that quiz. You can check out as a guest or become VIP, but I'd suggest becoming VIP because you get 50 50 five zero percent off regular prices, free shipping, and additional perks. It's really amazing. And if you use the special link that I'm giving you, fabletics.com slash Acme, you can get two leggings for only $24, which is usually, you know, $100. It's like a one-stop shop. You go in, you get your leggings for an amazing price, and then you're working out. These things are basically half the price, if not a third of the price, as what you're paying right now for these ridiculous companies that are coming out with these $100 and $150 leggings. Fabletics, they're really good. They're really stretchy. And personally, I love them. They're the only things I work out in anymore. And if you have any questions about them, all you have to do is just go to fabletics.com slash Acme now. And as I mentioned, you'll get two leggings for just 
$24, which is amazing, and free shipping on orders over $49. If you're confused about any of this, please DM me. You know I respond to my DMs. Again, they're my favorite leggings, super stretchy, lightweight, so comfortable, and there's new styles and prints every month, so you don't have to go anywhere else. Check out fabletics.com slash acme now, F-A-B-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash A-C-M-E now. Check it out. You will love them. Thank you and hope you guys are enjoying the episode. Even when you're talking about it, like anxiety hits me and I wonder why. I wonder why too. I mean, I used to, I used to always... I was like a square before. Like, I no, and it's just funny because, like, I'll do Coke yeah. and I'll do Molly. Right, right, like, of I've course. done that. And yeah. it's like weird. Maybe because, like, Coke and Molly, which, you and know, everyone, Miami, everyone by the Miami way, Miami drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, everyone has done them. Um, like, those are party and, like, fun drugs, right? right? Where it's more like escapey or, like, enhancey. Yeah. And then you, you probably think of shrooms as, like, a mirror drug. Yeah. And, but the funniest part is that you're such, like, an, a developed person, right. you know, that, like, you, like, think about all the people who are doing those drugs right. who aren't, right? right like, right. they're probably having really crazy experiences. Oh, 100%. Whereas, like, kind of the experience I had and the experience I feel like you will have was like, oh, I'm good. Like, right. I can handle anything. Like, right. everyone needs my No, it's help, true. Almost. I think, like, the... I'm, so I'm a mom of three mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. I think, like, the last time I remember when I wanted to shroom, it was, like, right before I met right. my husband and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't had, like, that opportunity. Right. Um, would you ever do it with him? Yeah. Oh, my husband has done, like, everything and everything. Yeah, yeah, under yeah. The, like, I think he would be, like, he'll be, like, I'll just watch you. All right. <laughs> Like, it's that's like so hanging funny. out. But it's like funny because, um, you know, that's been like on, it's funny because it's been like, it's something like I've been thinking about like right. lately. So I did this cool, mm-hmm. I joined this like sister circle at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And basically every, there's like 11 of us in it. We go to 11 of us, we go to different like retreats and that's we're so like cool. doing work together. It's been, yeah, it's been something different. And uh, how does one find a sister circle? You know, there's organizations for sure that I, I God, if I wish I can help her and tell tell you the name, but I, I mean, I'll send it to you mm-hmm. otherwise. But I know there's there's just one woman that like has an organization. She was a client. She did a reading with me, mm-hmm. and she she organizes sister circles. The person that I work with, um, she's a therapist, but she's also like a, a shaman as well. Right. Um, her name is Kat, and she hers is called the Temple, mm-hmm. and she does it every year. So that's how I and she's in Miami, but well, actually, she's in Colorado mm-hmm. now. But anyways. But we did, we did the ceremony that during the day we dug ourselves like almost like a grave, like in in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. we like everybody dug their, their hole. You do it in a partner because it's like really, it's like really hard work, Mm -hmm. like doing that, whatever. And then at night we were going to get in it, uh, naked and just like be in it. Like each of like you do it for like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, 15 minutes. And then your partner goes in and it's quiet. There's like drumming and things like that. But it's basically like all these women Mm -hmm. when we're going into this thing. And the idea is to like connect with mother earth and, and all that stuff. But that experience forever, like some people were like shaking, crying. Like it was like being, those are the girls, like some of the girls who have done psychedelics, done ayahuasca, things like that, Mm -hmm. explained like the similarities. Mm -hmm. And like when you're in there, it was like crazy shit. Like, you know, like what ends up Mm -hmm. happening to you. And, you know, it was just the the ceremony. 
you mm-hmm. know, and that's what all these things are, you know, like they're, right. they're ceremonies. Mm-hmm. They're just using like different things to get you there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I ha- I want, I need to ask you yeah. about how you and your husband met. Oh. Tell us the story. So I was like on my dating marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was dating like a really hot musician at the time mm-hmm. and he couldn't go with me to my best friend was having an engagement party mm-hmm. and he was like out of town. So I went by myself and I thought, like, oh, I'm going to know everybody there because it's my best friend from, like, growing up. Right. And I, like, know her whole family. I know her mm-hmm. husband really well. And I actually used to say that I would never date one of his friends, my my best friend's mm-hmm. husband. Like, for a while, I was like, right. this guy is crazy. And I would, like, never, like, you know, you just have, like, yeah, judgments no, about this course, person. I'm like, anybody who's friends with this person, like, I would never date. And, yeah, my husband was there. And mm-hmm. he was, like, really good looking. So I actually walked up to him. He was talking to a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I would just like went up to him and like started talking and then, you know, he pursued me and it was really mm-hmm. weird because he would, for like a whole week, he would call me every day around the same mm-hmm. time, but he would like never ask me out. Like he would just talk Did to me. Did you ever ask him why? I, I have. And I think he, and I, I feel like he had told me that he was like, number one, I guess, I guess he was kind of seeing like if I was crazy or like kind right. of like getting like kind of getting an idea of like and then also he said that like every time he like wanted to like he just couldn't come out like he oh, couldn't get around yeah when's his birthday he's an Aquarius um, oh so is my boyfriend oh no way I love Aquarius my yeah, dad's an Aquarius you know my, my dad and my mom are Aquarius cancer oh also. really yeah my mom's that's a cancer that's a shady good match yeah. that people don't know <laughs> no it's, it's a good match yeah, yeah. I think uh, how does it uh, how does it work for you uh, Libra Aquarius is really good yeah yeah it's really yeah. nice it's like a best friend thing. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just, he... Like, I love Aquarius men. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. They really are incredible. Yeah. Like, I don't really know one shitty Aquarius man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, even I, actors that I've looked up there. Yeah. I'm like, of course you're an Aquarius. <laughs> I like that um, sign. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice one. How did you meet your boyfriend? Uh, we met on a dating app. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Look at you. Mm-hmm. How long have you yeah, been together? So millennial. Um, it's, it's about... Almost six months now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You I can sense that. I was like, I'm not going to ask her too much. You're just nervous about it. <laughs> so no, time. no. We just said, I love you. Oh, so, um, beautiful. It was really nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. I guess not nervous as much as like excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's sacred. Yeah. So. Like in sacred mode. So how long were you dating your husband before you guys got engaged? So we dated for six months mm-hmm. and then I moved in with him and he was the first guy I had ever moved in with so and how old were you guys at the time um around 27 I was 27 mm-hmm. he was 33 mm. then six months later we got engaged so like we got engaged a year now I think what made things move forward was he has a daughter mm. who I ended up adopting but she so is cute. yeah from a previous relationship mm-hmm. and she was already like in the picture so we couldn't really it had to be a little bit more firm Mm -hmm. you know like we couldn't be like hey there's this woman who's like kind of sleeping at our house sometimes and like we just both didn't want to do that for her Mm -hmm. she had already been through too much so we we like had to make kind of like guess big decisions early on do you think that that was something that was like a turn on to you that he had a daughter or you were just like a little more overwhelmed about it and how soon did he tell you so he was really good at telling me right away. I think that's really important. I mm-hmm. think that, like, if you have kids, like, it's good to kind of, like, you don't want somebody to, like, fall for you before they, because that could be something that people don't want, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but but what if like you need to hook someone in at least two dates? I know. You know because I you know. don't want to like have them run away. I know. And then like you just want them to not judge you for as yeah. a parent for one second. No, hundred percent. I can go both ways. You know, I totally get that. I think he was trying to vet yeah. me, honestly. Right, I think, right. like, by him mentioning it, I think, if anything, it wasn't that he was... Imp- I think you have to come from that perspective. Like, right. I'm he not embarrassed like, about what I have, right, but I need but, to vet you. And, right. You know. Make sure, like, yeah. you're not going to all of a sudden be like, yeah. wait, you have a kid? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you I have a kid. I remember my, my reaction was like... Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Like I'm already in this like category that I'm dating people that have kids. Like I, right. I felt like I woke up one day and all of a sudden yeah. I was like in some box that like yeah. like you know when you're like when does you know around what age does that happen? Right. I guess I thought I was still young, right. like I was 27. Yeah, you know and like oh my god, you're making me feel. <laughs> That's so funny. No, but it's true. Like you yeah. don't think that people in your age group when you're 27 like. I, and I, I think when we live in big cities, I'm sure maybe there's people that listen to this right. podcast and they're they're. I know that actually. I know that the age of, of having kids is actually, I think it's like 25 is the mm-hmm. medium or something. So I know that because we're in cities, it's right, different. Right, right. Um, but I just remember being like, how did this happen? Right. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> Where is he from? Um, he's from Miami. I mean, his mm-hmm. parents, uh, mom is uh, Cuban um, descent. Oh, and great. Well, she's from Cuba. And then the her his dad who passed away, but he's, um, he's from like Florida. He's just American from Florida Cute. for a few years. Yeah. And when did you guys start having babies of your own yeah so we got married and then we got um we got pregnant right away i mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like i was totally unprepared mm-hmm. i guess like I, maybe you're never really prepared but i just thought i was kind of like immature about it mm. i was like this will be fun right and like all is right. like all is well and he was like definitely experiencing like ptsd from like his first because it was hard for him the first right. time around he was taking care of like a baby mainly right. by himself right. you know so he was um, kind of freaking out when when we got when we got pregnant. But we got mm-hmm. pregnant like I think like I think it was like nine months after. I mean, he was excited, and, right? And right. Of course, and it was of a boy, and, yeah. and we have two younger boys, and you know. But it, it was like yeah, it changes like really changes your life. Yeah. yeah. And now, how old are all the kids? So the oldest is thirteen, wow. the daughter, um, and she's all sorts of fun now. Actually, like mm-hmm. she's pretty popular on my Instagram. People really like it because I'm just like embarrassing her all the time. Uh She gets like, like I listen to Cardi B in the morning and then, Uh and she goes to a Catholic school and like she puts down the music like when she gets out of the car she doesn't want anybody to hear that like that's what we're listening to. So she's, She's 13. What a yeah, and that's like complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a five year old boy who's total total fun. And then we have a nine month old baby. Who's that's really cute. so cute. Yeah. Oh my God, you had a baby nine months ago. Yeah. Like, you would never know. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, your, your body bounces back yeah. if you, mm-hmm. I guess, let it. Mm hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? How do you let a body bounce back? I know. I, know. I, 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 I like, I, I wonder because I. I don't want to take for granted that I think, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think genetically some right. people are more, you know, yeah, predisposed course, to that or whatever. I don't know. I just, I didn't really, I didn't treat anything differently. So, like, mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, I, like, you know, ate what I ate. I, I still worked out the way that I worked out. And right. then, like, afterwards, kind of the, the same thing. Not expecting too much from my body. Like, not being mad at it that it's, like, wider than it used to be. Because mm-hmm. you widen, you know. Right. It's being nice to yourself. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and as, then, as I order so, myself lunch, yeah. <laughs> like I'm hungry. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, but everything cha- like your boobs get ugly, you no. get wider. Yeah, all sorts of fun things happen. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> yeah. 
My um, sister-in-law's a plastic surgeon, so oh, amazing. Like, like, Lucky yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, I have a friend who uh, ministers Botox, <laughs> um, like under the table. I'm no. not going to reveal him. <laughs> that is but very thank common. God for that friend. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone has a friend that does shady Botox. I, I have feel not. Like. I, I actually like woke up recently. I haven't done it just to put it out there, but I want to. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like where I am. Like I just finished this book, mm-hmm. had the baby and I'm really tired. Like I can see mm-hmm. it in my face, you know, like, and there, there's not much I can do. Like the baby still wakes up and mm-hmm. I have three kids and I have a career and all that stuff. And I've been like looking at myself lately and I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's time. It's you know? not. No. <laughs> Thanks. But no, yeah, no but, I, but I heard that if you like do it, um, prevent it. Prevent it. I don't yeah, know if that's, I don't know if that's like but a But not sale. until you're 40. Yeah. I think. Yeah. If you have good genes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my mom said. My mom also claims that 40. Thank you. Yeah. My mom, it's because of my mom who claims that 40 is like the the peak of a woman's yeah. life. And well, she says that like, you know, no one looks better than they do at 40. I would say, I mean, I would agree. And I would say if anything, um, like I would never want to go back. I had so much fun in my 20s, but I would never want to go back to my 20s. Yeah. Oh my God. Anyone that wants to go back to their 20s is like sabotaging themselves it's just the worst <laughs> like is a masochist because go- being in your 20s is it's, it's horrible it's hard you have nothing you just have nothing period you no know, like you just you, it's funny because you have everything right like like the, the youth and everything like that sure but, um it's a really like confusing time I, I really enjoy like being a woman in my 30s yeah um I think the tables turn I think mm-hmm. like my husband well men you know like whatever like look wise you know like he looks I guess like look wise he they get like they get hotter yeah I think so for sure yeah for sure like as a guy but but I do think that I don't know like women like your intuition really kicks in like you know who you are you give like three like zero fucks like you're killing like you know it's also could be like an overwhelming time as Mm -hmm. well but I just think that um like 30s is where it's at I completely agree Hey guys, hope you're enjoying Nikki as much as I am. I'm popping in here to tell you about my favorite website, the easiest website, honestly, to use for any kind of wedding planning whatsoever. But for me right now, I'm using it to just buy things off my friends' registries, figure out where their wedding is and all those kind of details because all my friends happen to be getting married. So... Those people, if you're getting married, if you know someone getting married, Zola is the best place for you to know about and to go. Z-O-L-A. There's over 500,000 couples who've used Zola. And the reason it's so amazing is it takes all of the stress out of creating a wedding website and your dream registry And you can even do save the dates and invitations and use all of their planning tools in one place. So basically the way that it works is you start with a free wedding website. It's so easy. It takes literal seconds to set up. And once you've already set up your free wedding website, you get to choose all these cool designs, make it look nice, you know, make it nice. And um, it's just super easy. Like you build a dream registry and you can put the registry right on your site. All you have to do is go to Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com slash Acme. And you start your free wedding website there and you get 50% off your registry on Zola. 
So you go to Zola.com and use my unique link, Zola.com slash Acme. You start your free wedding website and you get 50% off your registry on Zola. So check it out. I strongly encourage you. There's not another wedding website that works. My friend is getting married right now and I just helped her make her Zola website. She did it using my code because she's a loyal friend. Shout out to her. And honestly, I think you'll really love it. If you have any questions, just shoot me a DM, slide in there, and I will explain how easy it is to use. And you'll end up with an amazing wedding website that you started for free. Why should you have to pay for that if you're already paying for a wedding? You know what I mean? Like that sounds insane. So hope you're loving this episode. But most importantly, support Zola is awesome. And they're the only place that you should be going to make a wedding website. So check them out. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you're loving the episode. Let's go back to it. So let's talk about like, I just want to get into more of your teachings and Mm -hmm. what you do with your clients and see if we can find a way to help our listeners. Um, I know our listeners, there's a lot of them. A lot of them are in relationships, but a lot of them are single. I wonder if there's any kind of advice that you can give or energy that they could put out into the world in order to find someone or maybe to find themselves. Yeah. So I usually do like a like a three-part series. Like I feel like you, it, it really starts off with creating space. So I think you're like creating space within yourself. Like you have to do forgiveness work. Like that's more of like the healing work. Like mm-hmm. getting rid of all the baggage is the first step, which I go through in 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 the in my my book, The Final Swipe. Mm-hmm. But that's you know that's like work that people don't look forward to. It's like not, not the, the easiest work. Right. So that's the first stage. The second stage is then when you get very clear on like what it is that you really want. And I think a lot of people think they've done that work, but I do feel at least with my, with my clients that they're, they've done it, but they're doing it wrong. And then the last stage is like implementing that, like actually going on the dates, like being able to be present, like mm-hmm. finding ways to like use your intuition to not, you know, not let your anxiety get the, you know, the worst of you and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, especially people dating in New York are dealing with anxiety when it comes to even going on dates at all. Yeah. Like a slew of bad dates and then they're done. So. Yeah. So I'm like super passionate about this work because mm-hmm. I feel that in a woman's life, mm-hmm. dating is depending on like, you know, if you take more of like this traditional route that like, you know, let's say you want to date and have, you know, a a partner and whether you have kids or not or whatever, but it is such a big decision. Like we don't, we, you know, we go through dating and we go through it with anxiety. We want to just get it over with like all this stuff. But the truth is like the person that you decide to be with, like that has so much to do with the future of Mm -hmm. so many years to come. And I just think that it's like such a foundation for us. And I, I really see it as a sacred work. Like I really mm-hmm. think that there's like, so, there's, it, it's like a very much of a sacred process. So right. um, I guess, so just to go back to the anxiety that people mm-hmm. feel, you know, there's a lot of things that like we need to do before that, but for sure, one thing is if we can get clear on what it is that we want and not kind of in that I'm going to make a perfect man checklist. Like I want him to be like tall and then like from this area and I want him to be like, I don't know, Jewish or I want him to be, you know, this kind of thing. And it's not that there's nothing wrong with wanting those things, 
But what happens is that like when we look for the outside stuff, mm. um, you can have two people who have the same outside stuff. They might be the same height. They might have like the same kind of job, um, the same like religious you know, background, but their insides can be totally different. Right. So, I mean, I remember when I was like attracting, I was, um, I attracted this guy who had all these outside things that I wanted, but then on the inside, he was like, he was, you know, like recover. He was like an, um, recovering at the time. He like had like uh, problems with his family and I just like didn't want to d- deal with that. But on the outside, he looks great, but his right. insides, you know, like, and that's just, like, not something I wanted to like work with at the time. Right. So I started realizing like through my own process that it really, it's an energetic game. So you're, you're trying to go for the energy of the person. And like, that's really what you're trying to look for. So mm-hmm. even when you're on a date, our brain can be like, oh, he has this, this, and this, and this. But at the end of the day, like love is, is feelings based. So right. like we're using our brain to try to figure something out that actually comes from like our insides. Mm-hmm. So I learned that like when we're trying to attract, like what you really want to go for is you want to look, you want to understand how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say somebody's like, oh, well, I, I want somebody yeah. to like, who's not going to cheat on me? Okay, cool. So you want to feel, you want to feel, uh, in an safe. honest relationship, you mm-hmm. want to feel safe. You, you want to feel committed. Um, you know, some people like, I want to feel like a priority. Mm-hmm. So once, and people get scared about doing it from that place. Cause I think, you know, then they're like, oh, well then I'm going to date like the short fat broke guy. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not true. Like mm-hmm. you still, you want to feel attracted. Mm-hmm. Like that's still part of, mm-hmm. that's still part of it. But but if we go from this outside stuff, it's really tricky because then our mind gets involved and our mind doesn't know how to make decisions mm-hmm. when it comes to love. Right. So, but if we can be like, oh, these are the things that like I want to feel, then mm-hmm. when you sit on a relationship, you can tap in and be like, how do I feel about this? Like, mm-hmm. does this person give me that thing that I want? Yeah, feel. like those feelings, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then also when you make a list like that, it also holds you accountable. I think that... Um, I think a lot of what we do is like we go on dates, we get excited because mm-hmm. we just like want to get it over with. And purposely, I'm sure you have girlfriends that do that. They like overlook some red flags. And yeah. it's just because yeah. I am that girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but not anymore. Thank God. I was that girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, like you overlook these red flags mm-hmm. because you're, you know, you're tired and you're just mm-hmm. like, and I, and I, you don't want to go through the pain of, cause it's, if, if you're doing this thing that causes you anxiety every time, like, it's like, are we insane? Why do we keep doing this? You know? So we keep doing it because eventually it works. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What do you say to someone who's given up though? Who's like, you know what? I'm done with the apps. I'm done, you know, being a wing woman to that friend. I'm just going to sit at home and go to work and the person will come or they won't. Yeah, I have a problem with that (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I think, number one, we have to be honest about our desires. Mm -hmm. You want a relationship? Like, there's nothing wrong with saying that, right? And just saying, like, either, you know, and it's okay if you don't, but, like, Mm -hmm. it has to be a clean yes or a clean no. That's that's it. And then secondly, I, I, it's not a matter of time. I don't feel that, oh, if you just wait around or it's the wrong timing, like, Mm -hmm. no, like, do the fucking work. Right. Like, there is work the reason you're having a block in that area is because there's a wound there. There is right. like wounds and they come up mm-hmm. and they have to be worked through in order to kind of, you know, I, I hate to make it sound like a lesson or like a little game, but in a way it's an internal game. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to work 
through this. And I think that when you hit that wall, then that's time. It kind of shows that you're ready, you know, that you're over it. Mm. And that's the time to actually be like, okay, like, why is this so hard for me? Right. Why do I keep trying? Well, you keep trying right. because you, you want it. Mm-hmm. And like, if, if you, if you're not, if you're not doing something about it, then you're just like lying to yourself about mm-hmm. what you really want. And, yeah. What about like, what would your advice be if you had a friend that just got a new job and they're working really hard and they're not ever really on their phone during work hours, like during the day, um, but they do want a boyfriend and they do want a partner, um, but they haven't really healed from their last situation and they don't really put themselves out there. I mean, it's like the same kind of thing do you do you ever interfere and say like you need to get like a move on and kind of like you know do something other than work or yeah do you just let that play out no so actually my best friend same age and she had like you know she lost her mom at like a really pivotal age and Mm -hmm. like it kind of you know just it's been hard for her Um, so I let her like be, you know what I mean? Even Mm -hmm. though I know that like marriage, kids, like she's like kind of very traditional. Like I knew that that was going to be part of her life and she's just, the years go by and she doesn't put any effort. And like, I would say recently I called her and I was like, listen, Mm -hmm. this cannot be anymore. It's Mm -hmm. not going to just get better on its own. It's like, it's like saying you have like a diabetes or something and Mm -hmm. you're just waiting for it to go by, go away. No, you got to like work on it like mm-hmm. you know do the things that you need to do in order for it so i don't i don't think it's better with time and with somebody like that really what that person's dealing with is especially like the the girl that like really throws themselves into their work that's beautiful but mm-hmm. think about it like in work she feels like confident she feels good about it like i'm succeeding here like right. i'm doing i'm doing well mm-hmm. and that that feeling like in the body is okay. Like I can handle that. But then I go to this other area of my mm-hmm. life and my body does not feel good. So why mm-hmm. would I do it? But what people don't understand is that like, we can actually change the way our body reacts to things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. But if, have you ever tried sitting into something that's uncomfortable? Like if you've sat in like a yoga class and like hold an uncomfortable pose, like what ends up happening? It kind of melts, it melts away. Or you did something hard and you're like, oh, Mm-hmm. I overcame that. Like, it didn't yeah. kill me. That's true. You know, and it's a, there's a lot of... We don't realize, but, like, there's... The body is, like, really reacting when we're dating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's you know, it's having an effect on how we feel. Totally. I completely agree Do you have a friend that. like that right now? Yeah, I have, I have a few friends who are just... You know, I have so much respect for them. They work so hard, but they don't think... Like, they just don't put themselves in a position to be given the love that they deserve, you know, and be given the support that they need to continue to work that hard because work sucks. Like it's obviously rewarding to work hard, to get raises, to do well, to be successful. But at the end of the day, like I, I feel like it's, it's tough if you don't have someone who is supporting you, who isn't like, you know, your coworker. Yeah. It's tough. It's also kind of like it requires some planning, you know, like you kind of mm-hmm. like we, why do we save money? You know, like, why do we at some point be like, oh, well, because like, you know, I. Right. You want to have a family. Yeah. So it's like definitely. Yeah. I mean, like I look at 
I, I know a few like much older women who have never been married mm -hmm. and like that's very real you know and like I don't want any of my friends to end up like that because I know that's not what they exactly. want. Exactly. If they want right. it, then fine. Absolutely. They're, not everybody, that's not, the, that's not the path for everybody, but I think it's like, you're just lying to yourself. Right. You're depriving yourself of something. Completely agree. Because you're, because you're afraid of how it feels. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. What would you say your best piece of advice for someone in their 20s who is single dating or even, you know, in a relationship, but not sure if they're the one or is sure, whatever it might be. What is, what would you usually tell someone like that? So somebody who's not really sure, you know, I think that you have to, at that point, you know, time is, is more on your side. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you have to, if let's say you're in a relationship, you do have to let people show, show themselves. I think mm -hmm. that, um, you know, not right now in the 20s, but like when when you get to your 30s, women are in a hurry. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're up against the clock. So they're trying to eliminate guys like right away. But the thing about guys is that um, they they take time. They get to, better. Yeah. And they take time to show themselves mm -hmm. and grow. It's so funny because like my clients who are lesbians, like mm -hmm. they, you know, like two women come together and like everything happens really fast. Yeah, of course. But then like a guy and, a, you know, and a girl, mm -hmm. like it's a little bit slower. So I would just say that, um, you know, give, give things space and time and you just to have a conversation with yourself and you say like, I am going to know. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll know when it's time because dating is all about intuition. Mm -hmm. If you have strong intuition with yourself and you're, you know, and, and that, and you're developing that part of you, that's a lot of part, that's a big part of the work that I do. I, I help women develop their intuition. Like that's our God given gift, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the divine feminine is about, um, being intuitive and, um, it's nothing about, it has nothing to do with seeing dead people or spirit guides or anything like that. Right. It's really about being able to feel and understand, to, to work through our senses and understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. So as long as like, as long as you're in touch with your own intuition and you're being honest with yourself and like just being self-aware, you're going to know when it's time. You're going to know when it's time to be like, time to go or time, you know, or, or it's, I still need to give this person a little bit more time. Right. I love that. Yeah. So we usually end our episodes with a quote. So it could be like a poem or something that you've said or just something that you like saw on a billboard, anything like that. So my quote is, mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't need confidence to date, you need intuition. I love that. I love that. I hate people like those hot mm -hmm. dating coaches that like tell mm -hmm. you that you need to be like sexy, confident. Mm -hmm. It's not true. And what about if someone's intuition has continued to lead them astray? Well, then I would say that's not intuition because mm -hmm. like it won't. But what does happen, unfortunately, is dating kills intuition in many ways sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you date a guy and you think it's going well and you're like, oh, you're like, no, I feel this. I right, feel that we're right. like working it out. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, he breaks up with you mm. or, you know, he like doesn't where he starts ghosting you and whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, where did I go wrong? Right. And what happens is that like that guy doesn't have the vocabulary or um, the self-awareness to explain to you that it's him, you mm -hmm. know, and to, and to be able to convince you like, oh, like I... And somehow, even when they give you closure, they may blame it on you in a weird way. They may mm -hmm. be like, well, we didn't have this connection or mm -hmm. you wanted these things and you're pressuring me. 
and the truth is that like he is dealing with some sort of um what you felt was real but then he had some he's dealing with like his own um like baggage or whatever but Mm -hmm. he can't he can't vocalize that to you he doesn't have the vocabulary for it Mm -hmm. so then at that point you stop believing your intuition and that's in big sense you know and the guy doesn't know he's doing it but but in the big sense of like um in a bigger theme that's the patriarchy right like that's what the patriarchy does like intuition is this is what we have it's the strength mm. that we have um so in order to make us feel crazy we take away that we a man will take that away from a woman right, and then right. she starts to feel crazy and then you know and then she's dating and right, she's no right. gps right women are always right they always know exactly follow that voice yeah I and also that. like you know the times when yeah. you're like oh, I should have broken up with that guy earlier. Yeah. And then he breaks up with you and you're yes. like, shit, why did I do that to myself? And it's this- You went against your intuition. Exactly. Yeah. My intuition, actually, you're right. It, it is always right. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. when I listen to it. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for being on. How, how can my audience follow you? and potentially become a client of yours. So you can purchase the final swipe. It's available on Amazon. And that really talks about like my process, how I get people from, you know, not having love to finding that love. And that just came out, right? Yeah. Amazing. Thanks. And also NikkiNovo.com. So that's N-I-K-K-I-N-O-V-O.com. And I'm also really uh, current and available on Instagram. It's just NikkiNovo. Check it out. Not Nikki Nova, the porn star. <laughs> Just be careful there. Exactly. And you'll see cute pictures of Nikki's adorable kids. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram if you aren't already at We Met at Acme. And we are also on Twitter, but we don't really tweet. But maybe if we had some followers, we would. And <laughs> please write us a review and let us know what you think of this episode or any of the others. Thank you so much. Have a good one.